0: joining the Women Can Podcast. My name is Morgan, and I will be your host. I am joined with Ray July of Chinook Roofing. Full disclosure, we are friends, and uh, I have no idea how this is going to go when interviewing a friend. So, Hey, Morgan. Hey, Ray.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. See, already. <laughs> uh, you're so welcome. Thank you for agreeing to... Be on this podcast. Absolutely. Really quickly, we want to give a shout out to our girls, Brittany and Monica and Rachel. Hey, Rachel, girls. Hey, Rachel. Thanks for, thanks for believing in us when nobody else would.
1: We appreciate it.
0: We do. Um, <clears throat> so I want to, well, first of all, I want to quickly acknowledge um, today's date. Today is September 11th. And um, 19 years ago, uh, tragedy struck our country. And so I just want to... Um, acknowledge um, that that happened, and I want to thank all the men and women that um, sacrificed and um, continue to protect our, our country today. So thank you for your service and um, for your sacrifice. Um, one of the reasons why I reached out to Ray to participate in today's podcast is Ray and I have a couple of things in common, the first being that we are both sun devils. Sun Devils. Which, and what is our, can you, what's our, um, how do we do the?
1: Oh, uh, the shocker.
0: Oh. Yep.
1: Morgan's a Sun Devil in name only. I am a Sun Devil (laughs) in name
0: only. I think our college experiences were different. Very. So um, we both went to ASU. Yes. And we both work in the roofing industry. We do. And uh, the roofing industry is definitely an interesting (laughs) industry, especially as a woman, and That's so um, I think you have a unique perspective on what it is to work in um, this really male-dominated industry, not just as a, a woman, but a woman of color as well. Absolutely. So um, I first want to ask, like, uh, give, us, give us your background. What's your, what's, your, what's your background in? So my
1: background is in accounting and finance from ASU. But uh, I had been a stay-at-home mom for a while. I needed to get back out to work and kind of found myself in the roofing industry. This was supposed to be a temporary gig, mm-hmm. um, not permanent at all. Just wanted something till the next thing came came around, and I fell in love with it. Um, right around like 90 days or so, I found myself driving home from work and just staring at the roofs of buildings.
0: <laughs> Isn't that weird? How that happened? Yeah. <laughs> When you see a mossy roof, are you like Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> I always I always, whenever I see a mossy roof, I'm like, oh, gross.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm always nitpicking on on every little thing. I just bought a house and yeah, the roofing inspection process, I was very very picky.
0: Oh, what's yeah. on your roof right now? Uh, Papco. Yeah,
1: shingles. For those of you who don't really know that what that means is, something
0: different to us, <laughs> yes. But shingles, Taco, huh? shingles, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. You, gonna, you keeping those on there? Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't thought about it yet.
1: It's, pre, it's a pretty new it's roof. New. It's about five years old. So okay, yeah. And
0: it's it, got some life in it. It's got
1: some life, in it It looks really good. So okay, we'll probably keep it around. Um, but you know, I never thought I'd be in the roofing industry. Um, I never thought I'd be in a trade industry. Because, you know, I I went to college and had these grand ideas of working in corporate America and, you know, Mm -hmm. what you think you should do versus what you really are capable of doing, I guess. Hmm. Um, And so, you know, I I started working for Chinook um, six years ago, June 23rd. I, wow. I keep track. <laughs> I know. It's kind of <laughs> it weird. It moves
0: by really fast and really it slow. It moves by
1: really fast and really slow. You are right. Um, and one of the things that I guess made me fell in, fall in love with being in roofing is the company I worked for. Um, very supportive people. Um, you know, our, the owners of our company have always been – Made themselves available. That we have this open door policy. If you ever have a question, you can ask and it gets answered. Um, you know, people taking you under their wing and 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 mentoring you, um, providing education opportunities for you, and the opportunity for advancement is so great with our company as it continues to grow. Um, I've watched our company grow exponentially in the last six years, and um, you know, when you go when you work for a small business, the first thing you kind of think is. I'm probably going to get stuck here mm-hmm. working at the same desk for 20 years, making the same kind of money. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no advancement.
1: Exactly. And, and that's kind of why I thought that when I started, this was going to be until the next best thing came along. Mm-hmm. Um, but within my first year there, I was already promoted. I started making more money. And I just fell in love with the construction industry, especially roofing. Um, you kind of get to see how the sausage is made in construction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I I just I love it a lot. And um as a woman of color, especially in this predominantly white male industry, um I've noticed in the time that I've been in the industry that it's kind of starting to change a little bit. We're seeing a little bit more women. There's not a whole lot, but you're kind of seeing a little bit more women when I go to meetings. Um when I first started I go to a meeting and I always be the only woman there. Um, now I go to meetings and there are women there. You know? And so that is a plus for me. And it, you know, it makes me excited to see what's gonna happen next and, and how this industry is gonna develop.
0: So when you first started, so at Chinook, how many women worked for Chinook? Right when now? I first
1: started, there were probably four or five of us. And now I believe we've got, let's see, three, seven, eight, eight. Oh, about 10,
0: 10 or 11. We out. We outnumber the men in the office.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes, but that's pretty yeah.
0: significant. I mean, just from I, a lot of people don't know how a, a roofing company works, but right. that's, that's huge. Usually mm-hmm. you see maybe one or two in a company of like, 20 to 30 to 40
1: yeah I've seen um, when I first started I there there wasn't any female superintendents on job sites and now we see female superintendents on job sites which is great mm -hmm. Um, you know it's you go to distribution and you see female females working in distribution they're sales reps they Mm -hmm. are um, inside sales outside sales Mm -hmm. and that's a big plus that says something about the direction Mm -hmm. that we're going in
0: yeah, I noticed we also have um, we see a lot of women in safety as well this exactly. last yeah. year. Yeah, we had a female safety, it was safety officer. Yeah, uh,
1: I think Amy Davison at uh, I, I, at the name of the company is slipping, mm-hmm. but yeah, at Approach, yeah,
0: mm, approach, approach Management, Approach <clears throat> Management, yeah, yeah. Um, so oh gosh, I lost my question because I was thinking about um our re- our she build. Um, oh, yes. So, like, walk me through, walk me through, like, your your daily response. What does a, a day in the life of, of Ray look like <laughs> at Chinook or at, the whole day?
1: Well, my days usually start um, the day before, and here's why. Um for some reason, you'll get you know this crazy email that you've got to respond to that just requires all this attention at like five thirty in the afternoon when you're already home, you're making dinner for your family, and you get this email. And so my day will start with me responding to anything I would have gotten late that evening. Um, I do a lot of bid work. Um, I'm my primary uh, responsibilities. Is business development for our steep slope department. And so I, you know, do a lot, I I bid a lot of uh, steep slope projects, steep slope shingles. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what that means. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been kind of diving in slowly into some um, low slope commercial bidding work. Um, I'm learning a lot more of that. It's still very, very, very new to me because all of my training had been in. Um, steep slope shingle work Mm -hmm. and so now I'm getting the opportunity to learn more about the low slope aspect and how to bid those projects Um, that brings me back to my point about um, opportunities for advancement Mm -hmm. so you know you kind of think that well I can only go so far but not with our company you can go much further than you think you can and so you know I started off when I first started doing bid work was just you know doing the shingle stuff and then now I'm doing in addition to shingles and gutters, I'm also doing um, bid work in low slope as well.
0: Why do you think that initially you didn't realize there was opportunity for advancement? Was it not communicated to you? Um, no, I think why I thought that was because
1: it was a small business, and there is a stigma with small businesses. We have as one office, and that's in Fife. Um, we're they're Not there isn't you know multiple locations. It's just a local small company, and you know, that stigma of, well, you know, it's a mom and pop shop. I'm going to work here for, you know, however long until I decide to leave and go somewhere else. I'm probably never going to make any money because at that time, my mentality and the way I I thought about things was, um, you know, the only way you can make money is if you're in corporate America mm-hmm. um, because that's kind of what you are are fed as you're. You know, going which through your which
0: is not true, which at is not all. true at all.
1: Exactly because you know we have tradespeople who make as much money or more money
0: than people working in corporate America. It, right? It is crazy how much you can make as an electrician. It is crazy how much you can make as a roofer. It's a plug for roofing. Can <laughs> yeah, make a good amount of money. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so okay, so you so you start your day. Or Start my day responding, work. Yeah.
1: Yep, responding to emails. Um, usually I have bid work to do pretty much every day. Um, there's always something coming in. Um, we've got someone who tracks all of our, our bids and, and kind of goes around to different portals and pulls projects that are out to bid. And, um, you know, amongst ourselves, we kind of decide who's going to bid what or who wants to bid what. And so, you know, I do some bid work. I work closely with our production department, um, you know. Rachel Polly, <laughs> another one of our friends. Hey Rachel. <laughs> um, so Rachel and I work closely together um, every day, um, just kind of going through, you know, what we've got going on. If there's any issues that arise, um, but it, it it's it doesn't sound like a lot. But honestly, when I get started with my day, after being in the zone, I look up and it's already like one
0: o'clock. Mm-hmm. Well, a project is like a living thing that's constantly changing and adapting, yeah. and you have to keep your finger on the pulse of it.
1: Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, tracking the financials and, and, and answering any questions that might come up, and if there's a detailed change, and if the guys are on the site and the superintendent is asking for them to do something and trying to get a change order and, and going back and forth, it's just, it's constant.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so you balance your, your professional responsibilities with your responsibilities at home. Yep, Um, Your kids are home right now. You have children.
1: I do. I have a soon-to-be 11-year-old, Izzy, and 9-year-old, Enzo.
0: That's crazy that they're (laughs) at that age.
1: Yes, they're at that
0: age. So you are balancing several things. Yep. Um,
1: The work-life balance is very difficult at times, but I do have a great support system. Um, My partner and husband, Nick, Mm -hmm. (laughs) who... Works from home, and mm-hmm. he, you know, has been great throughout all of this. Um, honestly, I don't know how I would be able to manage it without mm-hmm. his support. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been at home with the kids while they've been doing school, and uh, which has allowed me the opportunity to go into work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have to go into work every day, but – it's easier if I'm there. If people have questions, um, the camaraderie that we have in our in our office is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other, so being physically there really helps a lot. Um, sometimes I'll kind of work from home if I've got a lot of bid work to do and I just cannot be mm-hmm. distracted. I'll use that time because when you're home, you know, the phone isn't ringing, you're not you're not interrupted, and I have this bad habit of when I'm working from home, I sit there for hours, like, you know, four o'clock hits and I'm still sitting there working because you kind of lose track of time. You're kind of in the zone. You, you're not worrying about driving through traffic, right? You're just, you're at home already. So you
0: keep mentioning the zone and <laughs> honestly,
1: I don't know where it is. <laughs>
0: I've been trying to find it.
1: You'll get there eventually. Okay, It takes, okay. It takes some practice. Um, but yeah, it's, um, you know, I kind of just plug away doing bids and it feels great being home. Um. I, I like sometimes when I'm home kind of just like eavesdrop on the dynamic that's going on. I try to be as invisible as possible and just observe. Um, if you know me, you know that me being invisible is not something that I'm capable of doing. So <laughs>
0: – but it's a process. hmm Yeah. You'll find it. You'll find the zone. Don't I'll find worry. that zone. <laughs> um, so you've been with Chinook for six years. Six years. Yep. I don't. I don't know if we mentioned this or not, but is Chinook primarily residential or is it? It's new commercial or new residential. So
1: um, the only thing that we do not do um, is retail um, re-roofs. Mm-hmm. So we are predominantly um, commercial. I guess you can call it. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got. Uh, Our our business is set up in in it's kind of multifaceted. Mm -hmm. We've got um, our production new construction arm that covers um, you know the tract housing, those developments. We do that. Um, We've got our gutter department. um, We've got our, our re roof commercial re roof projects. So you know like schools that kind of stuff. And um, we've got our large commercial new construction projects. So multifamily buildings, apartment complexes, schools, as well, uh, new construction schools. Um, we've got our overall low slip commercial, uh, commercial re-roofs. Um, and then we have waterproofing, which we recently started. And it's kicking butt. It's, it's going pretty well. So yeah, um, it's some exciting stuff, and all of this honestly happened in the last six years because when I first started, we only did um, the production, new construction, so the tract housings, and um, the residential re-roofs. So we did a little bit of residential re-roof, hmm. um, and now we've grown to all of these different buckets mm-hmm. that we've been doing, and it's great.
0: That's really great that you decided to stick it out.
1: And another great reason for sticking it out, we are now employee-owned. So we are an employee-owned roofing company. Um, it's not a legacy company. and That's one of the reasons why um, we are employee-owned because our um, the own our founding member uh, John Patterson and his wife Kim, um, you know, they don't have any kids to pass it on to, and you know, he thought, what better to, way to pass it on than pass it on to the employees? And you that know, is a wonderful. Legacy. And that's that's one of the things that will you know has been a great incentive for us because when you get that statement from your ESOT and you see how much the company's worth and what your shares are worth, it's great. That's that's some good change right there, you know, for your future. And so, um, you know, I I look back and I think, God, what was I thinking wanting to, you know, look for the next best thing? And sometimes you kind of just have to stick it out. And I, I gotta say, it, it wasn't easy sticking it out. Um, you know, you. I, I knew nothing about roofing. Nobody goes to college to learn how to be a roofer. Um,
0: that's because it's a trade. And it's a can trade. Be tra- you can be trained. In but this is there area. a
1: trade school that teaches
0: roofing? Skills USA offers. There's, well, there's, there's, yeah.
1: Well, that's yeah. There I are mean, are that's, programs. That's good. Yeah. Um, but it's like you know, I went to college, and now I'm you know I'm working in the roofing industry. People are like, wait, what? Um,
0: yeah. There's no like Foster School of Roofing.
1: Right. Um, but. When you come into this industry, there's – again, there's so much to learn. There's great opportunities. But you have to take those opportunities, right? Um, I believe in if I want something, I go after it instead of sitting there thinking that I deserve it and it's going to come to me. I had to work really hard to get where I'm at. Um, I had to spend lots of nights and weekends that I gave up studying, The roofing industry, studying the anatomy of a roof, understanding uh, the products that we're installing, um, understanding, um, you know, how those products interact with each other, interact with the environment, um, just understanding the business as a whole. You have to, you have to study that stuff and you have to make some sacrifices. And that's what I did. I made some sacrifices and I'm, you know,
0: I am where I am today because of that. Um. As a, okay, so as a woman, I mean, do you, are, you've been there for six years. Have mm-hmm. you encountered any pushback in terms of your development? Maybe not from inside of your company, from but from your competitors or from, from the outside world?
1: Um, from the outside world, I've kind of gotten pushback because there's a stigma um, when you are in a trade. Um, I, you know, we, we've all, you know, seen trade people and, and there's a stigma attached to them. Um, but I gotta say that in our company, I haven't gotten pushback. I've gotten a lot of support. I think um, I I want to say our company's progressive. I feel like it is. Um, you know because they're in they're, they're very much in tune to um society and, and and social inequalities and what's going on and um people supporting each other. We're kind of we like to joke and say we're a, a little dysfunctional family. And that's kind of what we are, really. You know, we're always there for each other. And, um, you know, if somebody says something to me that is disparaging in any way, I can assure you that, you know, the people in our office are going to just, you know, Mm -hmm. back me up over Mm -hmm. it. Um, And I've seen that. Um, You know, we've had instances where, you know, a superintendent has said something that was disrespectful. And... You know our ceo stepped in and said no you you cannot say that you cannot talk to my people that way and if that's the way you want to talk to my people then you know we don't have to work together anymore um you know and you kind of think well you're going to terminate a contract for me but that's how important he values and our company values the individuals who work there it's not the old boys club. Um, that mentality is out the door. It's no longer that because, you know, that's kind of what construction is. It's the old boys club. But mm-hmm. um, I think they've become very progressive in, in eliminating that kind of behavior and, and saying, no, these people, whether they're a, a male or a female and, and they work here, there are people and we have to take care of our people.
0: That's awesome. I think we're going to continue to see that um, mentality move through. Yeah, I
1: have I I have to agree, especially, um, you know, with organizations like NWIR, National mm-hmm. Women in Roofing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there's just so many more women in the industry. And um, that organization highlights who we are and mm-hmm. what we are capable of doing.
0: Yeah, this is, a, I mean, I think this is a good time to kind of segue into um, the NWIR. So, <clears throat> In addition to being Sun Devils, Ray and I are also members of the National Women in Roofing Organization, uh-huh. and um, basically it is a organization for women who work in roofing yeah. to kind of come together and support each other professionally and personally. And um, Ray and I are actually founding members of our Seattle chapter. Yes, we are. We oh, was it? It was two years ago.
1: Two uh, years ago this summer. Two I think. years
0: ago. Yeah. Yeah, this past summer was two years. Yeah, Yeah. June, two years since we started. And um, it's been around, I think, since 2017.
1: Uh, Maybe. Maybe. Before that. Uh, Maybe
0: a little bit before that. Um, Five years? But, um, I mean, roofing is a huge – Roofing is a billion-dollar industry, and it's um, – While it is predominantly male, there is also a significant um, uh, presence of women, Mm -hmm. and – A bunch of these women got together and decided they were going to create an An organization for us to um, gather and focus on education, mentorship, recruitment, and… Networking. Networking. Thank you. Those are our four (laughs) pillars, by the way. Yes. Can you tell that we've talked about this before? (laughs) Um, And so through this organization, we have met a lot of other Mm -hmm. awesome, awesome women. Yes. Um, Yes. And I've met some of my – some of my best friends have been in roofing so hashtag uh, better together. That's our hashtag. I didn't just make that up. Our hashtag is better together. Um, can you talk talk to us about the NWIR and, and how it's impacted yeah. you? Um,
1: you know, when the first time I heard about NWIR was actually uh, about yeah two years ago, June. We were um, in Las Vegas for the Western States Roofing mm-hmm. Convention, and uh, <coughs> the speaker was Thea Dudley. I met Jennifer Stone, and you know. They kind of – they just talked about women in the industry and, and what that meant. And, you know, I, I walked away from that thinking, okay, we got to have a Seattle chapter. And I think it happened within like a month or so. Fast. It happened
0: – It happened fast. Yeah.
1: It happened really, really fast. And, you know, it's, it's – for me, it's been personal growth. Um, I've learned a lot from our meetings, you know, we have, you know, we have our meetings that are monthly. We haven't had any because of coronavirus. We've had
0: Zoom meetings. We've had Zoom
1: meetings, um but we'll get back to normal, well, whatever normal is, mm-hmm. soon. Um but a lot of our meetings are educational. Um you know, when you're around um women who work in the same industry as you, you feed off of each other's energy and you learn from each other and for me, that helped me personally to build um, my self-esteem and especially my confidence level in this industry and and being able to speak out more when I'm at a meeting. Because sometimes, you know, I'll go to a meeting with one of the guys from work and I'll kind of like crawl into a little shell and let them run it. And being part of NWIR has helped me to be more vocal when I go to those meetings. You know, I go to a meeting and you know it's like, nope, this is Ray's meeting. <laughs> She's got the floor,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you have to speak. And I've gained that confidence level because you know women have all these insecurities in their head. I don't like the sound of my voice. I don't. I don't like this or I don't like that or you know this is my good side. This is my <laughs> this is my bad <laughs> side. You know those those mm-hmm. crazy things. And so I found a lot of confidence being around other women who exude a lot of confidence and who's helped me. I mean, you guys, you know, we sit around and we joke with each other and, you know, we have our our meetups. And um, I don't think you guys really understand the power of those meetups and the conversations that we have and and how influential it is um, with each other.
0: Mm-hmm. It's also an excellent uh, networking yeah. opportunity. We have women from all different um, facets of, of the roofing industry, from contractors to vendors to mm-hmm. – um, insurance, um, just a lot of different, yeah. different women in different fields. And it's a great way to, to interact and to network and to learn new things. And mm-hmm. I do look forward to when we can get back together in person. Oh, me and, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually like we were supposed to do a, we were supposed to do a build. Yeah.
1: So we were supposed to do, um, a she build. Um, we work with, um, an organization called rebuilding together South sound. I've I'm going on here. She's I not. am actually on one of the new board members of <laughs> Rebuilding Together, South Sound. That work-life balance thing again, right? It doesn't exist. It, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't myth. exist. It's a myth, yeah. Um, and so, you know, we're hoping to do She SheBuild um, officially next spring. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have, um, you know, another project that we're going to do some work with. Um, Fields Roof Service is going to assist in that. And it's just a, you know – a little re-roof project that we're gonna do. But um, you know, She Build, I look forward to it and I'm really bummed.
0: What is a She Build?
1: So She Build, it's kind of like Habitat for Humanity in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Um She Build, we are um, building together South Sound finds a female homeowner who needs some repairs done on our home? And it's a comprehensive repair. So, in addition to the roofing, they'll repair siding, Electrical interior, oil, oil. yeah, any kind of interior damages. And so, all these different trades get together. Um, a lot of volunteers get together on Rebuilding Day. And I think they do a few homes on the same day, just in different parts of South Sound. And um, NWIR, we donate a roof. And, um, you know, it's just great to get. All of our members together. Who it's a hundred percent volunteer. Um, we get all of our members together. We had you know, we talk to some of our um, our vendors and and manufacturers to get materials donated, and it's it's just a great fun day. We had a lot of fun last year, and you know we were looking forward to doing it again this year. But obviously, um, with COVID nineteen, we weren't able to. Um, another thing to note is a a lot of our um, the female homeowners that Rebuilding Together works with. They're elderly. Um, and so it really was not something they wanted to risk um, mm-hmm. with, you know, having mm-hmm. this kind of event and exposing any of those mm-hmm. um, people to a potential yeah. risk of the virus.
0: Which is huge because their need is so great. Exactly. So exactly. There's a lot that they're, they're, they're putting it off.
1: Yeah. And so, you know, we look forward to next year. We hope we really, really do hope that we can um, get out there next April and and nail some shingles.
0: Yep, get on a roof.
1: Get on a roof.
0: I was so ready. I, I was, was so too ready to get on a roof.
1: I was too. Um but you <clears> know <throat> what? We've got some time uh, to practice. Some of us who are not ready, we've got some time to practice.
0: Get ready, girls. <laughs> yeah. We're getting on that roof. We're gonna practice who your home? Your home? Somebody else's home? Who are we gonna practice on? Not yours, because your roof is relatively new. Uh uh, we'll find something to practice on. I'm sure. Okay. Okay.
1: We'll we'll find someone.
0: Um so back to the NWIR, mm-hmm. it's an awesome organization. I have to agree. Yes, awesome women mm-hmm. take part. Um, I also want to add that like it, it, it's great to because like you don't know how many women are in this industry until you all get together. Uh, yeah, we were in Dallas in February. Yes, before that we were in Nashville. We were in
1: Nashville. Yeah. Um, We were in Dallas in February for the International Roofing Expo, Mm -hmm. and um, typically they'll have an NWIR day, and um, you know you get together with all these women from across the country, and you sit in this room, and you look around, and you go, "Oh my gosh, there's a lot of us," and that's not everyone. No, no, (laughs) that's a small one.
0: It's like one from each company, one or two.
1: It's it's it was a small fraction of all of us mm-hmm. and it, it was still you know the room was packed and you know i just love hearing the stories and i i the speakers that they have are so dynamic and you know it it's just you have a lot of fun at these things you really do you get to meet a lot of people um you know people that you never thought you would be able to meet mm-hmm. and it's it's just it's great
0: Yeah, and I think what's so great, at least for me personally, is when I go and I meet all these women and I see them in different uh, facets of of the industry. Exactly, it's like oh, I could do that. Like it doesn't. It goes back to like being able to elevate yourself. Exactly. And being in roofing, it's
1: not being on a roof necessarily nailing shingles. Mm -hmm. You can be an estimator. You can work in the accounting department. You can. Safety. You can work in safety. There's mm-hmm. all of these different areas that you can work in. Mm-hmm. So when people hear that you're a roofer, mm-hmm. they think, oh, you get on a roof and you mm-hmm. nail shingles. Mm,
0: no. <laughs> I, there's even like a science component.
1: Yeah, there is a science component because somebody has to make the shingles.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And somebody has to test the shingles against the elements.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very diverse it is. industry. It is. Um So... When it comes to, and I, and I added this question earlier, and we went over it briefly, what do you think is more important uh, for your, your elevation? Is it self-advocacy or education?
1: Um, I think both are important, um, because if you want to elevate yourself, um, and you're going to say, you know what, I'm going to put my name in the hat every time for this position. But how do you get that position if you're not educated? If you're not, if you want to move to the next step, right? So let's say I started off as a receptionist and I want to move into estimating. And I'm, you know, going to the to you know the bosses and saying, hey, you know, you have a position open for estimating and I want to be an estimator. Well, how can I be an estimator if I if I don't know how to estimate, if I haven't educated myself on how to use the correct programs or or what the materials do, right? So a little bit of both is important because you have to know. What it is you're going to be doing, and for you to be successful in the area that you're working in, education is constant. You cannot just say, "Oh, I'm going to, you know, educate myself up to this point and then stop there," because it's ever changing. Um, the roofing industry, you know, new products are coming out constantly. There's new technology that's available constantly. So, what the way you did it years ago, it's probably not going to work now. Um, when I first started estimating, we used what's called a digitizer. And it's this large mat with a stylus pen, and you'd stand there with these giant blueprints, and you would do your takeoff with that pen. And it just – and it beeped every time you you hit a, a point on the – It was calculating the – On the blueprint, yep. It calculated it. But it beeped every time. And everyone in the office knew when Ray was doing takeoffs because it just beeped constantly because you're constantly hitting points <laughs> and it's beeping, right? Well – that was four years ago. And then we discovered this program called Bluebeam. It's a you know PDF program that I can sit down and open the prints online in a PDF mm-hmm. and I can do my takeoffs there. New technologies are constantly coming out. Mm-hmm. And so, again, if I want to move to the next level, if I'm advocating to move myself up in the company, I've got to be educated. I've got to learn what i'm doing i gotta know what i'm doing and stay abreast with what's going on
0: i feel like this this comes up every single time that i i sit down with someone but it um it comes back to being your own subject matter expert Mm -hmm. and and like being the most knowledgeable right that you can be right exactly how do you how do you stay apprised of like of new information
1: um, a lot of it comes from manufacturers or vendors, um, and when you've built relationships um, with these people, especially in the company, you know you'll you'll get emails all the time like, "Hey, we've got this webinar." Um, LinkedIn will have something on there, and you kind of just sign up and you show and you go to it and you learn something and you retain that information. Especially with um, coronavirus, there's there's been a lot of webinars that's been going on. It's been
0: overwhelming. Yeah,
1: it has. There's a lot of Zoom meetings, and <laughs> I'm kind of zoomed looking, out. Yeah, I'm zoomed out. i are zoned out on the Zoom. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you know the in person thing again. Me um,
0: too. Yeah,
1: the Me Zoom too. is okay and my, Microsoft Teams is okay, but Let's just get back together in the same room. Um, yeah. But there's been a lot of webinars because of it. Um, a lot of the conventions that we go to, when we go to IRE or uh, Western States, um, you know, there's a day when, first of all, there's a there's a lot of classes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of classes you can attend uh, where you can learn about the industry. You can learn about products and processes. Um And in addition to that, then there's this giant showroom, the exhibit hall, and you've got all these different products and there's always some new product that you have never heard of Mm -hmm. or you're not using in your region. Mm -hmm. And so there you are, you know, learning about it.
0: That's a great point. The expo is always fascinating. It is. It's a great educational moment. It is. It, It sure is. And you get a lot of free stuff. You swag. do get so, and like you would, uh, I'm sure people are like, oh, what are they gonna get? Like free shingles? No. No. You get cool stuff. You get cool stuff. In fact, I have in my purse, I haven't taken it out yet. It's, um, who, I think it's actually an NWIR, um, little screwdriver. It's like that little, remember that pocket screwdriver? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I carry that with me wherever I go. Yep.
1: I got a little manicure kit.
0: I was using that <laughs> last night. I use
1: the lip gloss all the time. It's on my desk. Gloss? Yeah, it's the it's the EOS, the little ball one that you. Awesome. Oh, the gold. Yep. Yep,
0: I got that too. You get, you get a lot of good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. I have a phone, the phone charger, or that like little. Yep. Yep.
1: Bluetooth speaker headphones. Yep.
0: <laughs> but the education is the most important. Yes. Thing. Education is very important. Stuff is not mm-hmm. as important. Correct. It's very nice. It's very nice, but not as important. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I f- totally forgot where I was going. With that, um, what were we talking about? We are talking about the expo. The expo, right. And education. education. Oh, right, Avo- and, and advocacy. Yes. OK, right. Um, so uh, thinking, maybe not thinking like roofing specific, but to a woman that's interested in the trades, mm-hmm. because I mean, we encounter a lot of other women that work in, in different industries. Right. Um, what, what advice would you, if she's interested in, in entering into a trade, what advice would you give her?
1: I would say pick the trade that you want to enter first. Learn something about that trade. Um, Be ready to make sacrifices. Um, You know, anything that you thought you knew about that specific trade, just pretend like you don't know any of it all and just go in there with an open mind and ready to learn. Be coachable. Um, You know, sometimes things will happen and you'll say, oh, it's because I'm a woman. Maybe not. Maybe it's because you weren't ready. Because sometimes we might think that something didn't happen because I'm a woman or because of this reason or that reason. And sometimes it really just is because you're not ready. And be ready, always be ready, always be learning, always be open to new things. Um, you know, take the roofing industry, for example, uh, one of our pillars is recruitment. And, you know, people hear recruitment and they think, oh, you're going to poach my people from other companies. That's not what that means. That's not what that means at all. Um, You know, we've got kids graduating from high school in the next few years, especially this year, who either can't afford college or don't want to go to college. Not everyone is a college student. Not everyone is capable of being in college. And so what do we do as an industry? Do we, you know, partake in, you know, job fairs and and go to those colleges or high schools and you talk to kids and you say, "You know what? I work in roofing and this is what I do." Um do we offer internships over the summer so someone can, you know, some of these kids can kind of come in in the summertime cut their teeth. and yeah, cut their teeth and get to see what it is you do and 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 have them partake in different aspects of the business. Have them work in the accounting department, have them work in you know, an estimating department. Have them do different things so that they can see what it's like and then make an informed decision. Some of them might want to go out on a roof, you know, give them offer training to them.
0: Put them in safety gear.
1: Put them in safety gear. Um, have them just see what it's about mm-hmm. and then let them make a decision. I think that recruitment effort is very, very important because let's be honest, the roofing industry, we're starting to age out. So, you know, the older guys who are old school that started it, Mm-hmm. they're aging out and we need some fresh new blood in there. And where do we find that? We find that with the high school kids or the, the freshmen in college who is kind of like looking at himself going, you know what, this is not for me. I need to find something else. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones you want because they're young, they're coachable. Um, they're coming into the industry not knowing anything. So you're going to have to train them. And sometimes investing in that effort to train them can actually keep them in your industry.
0: Or a woman. Or a or, woman. You know, bring more bring in more women. Yeah. Because there's definitely places for them. Yeah. In our industry. But you've got to you know, you've got to show them where
1: they're gonna fit in. Because again, people have the concept that roofing is being on a roof. And maybe a woman doesn't want to be on a roof, but she might want to be an estimator. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I, I would like just to kind of add to what you said in, in, in being open and being coachable. I think mm-hmm. um, if you're interested in an organization like Roofing or Another Trade, find a group that specializes in it. We have the NWIR that we use as a resource, but there are other resources that can be used. Um, there are um, construction clubs, industries. There's a trade, there's an organization that Brittany led me on to, Tradeswoman. Yes. I forget Mm -hmm. what the full title is, but there are organizations that you can get involved with and um, perhaps find a mentor or just talk to someone face-to-face and ask them what their experience has been. There are lots of organizations that can provide you Mm -hmm. um, the aha moment that you're looking for. Yeah, I think there's one called um, National Association of Women in Construction.
1: NAWIC I believe oh yes yeah yep that's that's a really great one if you know if you're looking to get involved in construction in some way Mm -hmm. you know find those organizations like Morgan said and just you know reach out to people and and all these organizations have mentorship programs you know get find your opportunity to be mentored and see if it's something that you're going to like and you'd be surprised
0: (laughs) you would be Mm -hmm. surprised you would could end up loving roofing yeah like I do yeah I also enjoy <laughs> roofing. Did not expect it exactly. Um, and you know, if you get involved in these org- organizations and you realize it's not for you, at the at the very least, you will have gained um, mm-hmm. a professional network, a friend, um, and and just new experiences that you can move on and move forward. Ray, is there anything else you'd like to add to your your experience as a woman in roofing? Um.
1: Not really. I mean, I, I, again, I can't say how much I love being in this industry. Um, I've made some lifelong friends like this gal here. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, it's been great. And I, I, you know, again, if there's an opportunity that presents itself, go for it. Um, don't second guess yourself and say, should I really or do I deserve it? Just make the effort and go for it. You just never know what could happen. And Don't make decisions, long-term decisions, based on short-term feelings because (laughs) – So I'm going to preach for a second here. Oh. (laughs) Because here's the thing, right? Um, You might feel some way today. A lot of people go into work and you have bad days. I've had bad days in the roofing industry. We all do. Um, The industry isn't perfect by any means. And that's not what I'm I'm here to say. Um, But – that short-term feeling that you're having that kind of puts you in a in a spot where you're just like I just don't want to do this anymore do not make a decision based on that look at it as a whole look at the whole pie look at the whole picture and say you know maybe I'm having a bad day today and what am I going to do tomorrow to make it a better day and again because I'm part of NWIR I have the support of my friends that I can call And say, I had a really rough day today. That can kind of talk you down from the ledge and say, you know what? Yeah, it was a rough day. And maybe, you know, you screwed something up or you're faced with an issue and you're trying to find a solution to that problem. We bounce ideas off of each other. Um, There's no, no state secret about roofing. there really isn't. Um, There's nothing about our business, uh, especially, I mean, we're very transparent in our company. So there isn't anything that, you know, is a state secret that that I need to hide from anyone. So Mm -hmm. if one of my colleagues calls me up and says, how would you deal with this thing? Well, here's how I would deal with it. We've had a similar situation and here's how we dealt with it. Um, But having the support system within the organization really does help a lot. It really does. And, you know, if I made long-term decisions based on short-term feelings every time, I probably would not be sitting here talking about roofing and my experiences in it. And so, you know, I guess that's kind of the little nugget that I'd like to leave people with is, you know, just take a breath, take a breath take and the day. take the day and, and, and think, think about it some more and, and, you know, talk to people who are, who are in the industry and share with each other.
0: That's great. That was good. We'll put that on a T shirt. Yeah. I like T shirts. Um that is we're kinda on our time. Um, Ray, thank you so much for thank you so much for being willing to come on here and talk to me. Thank you so much for inviting me. You are so welcome. This has thank been you. really pleasant. And Great. um I hope it's been informative. Um, I know that I've learned some some stuff that I haven't thought about before. I, I hope so. Yes. <laughs> You're, I mean, you're homeschooling your kids right now. So, like, I feel like you're, that teaching is kind of, like, coming off well, of you. Well,
1: let's, let's, let's be honest. I am not homeschooling Is it Nick?
0: Nick? Nick is. Nick is homeschooling. Nick
1: is homeschooling them with, obviously, you know, there's remote learning and there's the, there's the teaching aids, but he still has to do some teaching, so.
0: Okay, I've, well, he didn't teach me anything then. Never mind. I got to give him his props. Thanks, Nick. Good job. Keep going. <laughs> Keep the faith. Um. Thank you. Um, And thank you, everyone who has listened. If you're interested in learning more about Chinook Roofing, you can visit Uh, www.chinookroofing.com. Or, and in addition to, if you're interested in learning more about the NWIR, you can visit Um, Mm nationalwomeninroofing.org. I mean, I would encourage you to look them up anyway. They're just a really interesting organization. You'll see a lot of really cool member profiles. Um, Yes. And you'll read about our four pillars, which are just super cool in general. Um, today's podcast was sponsored by Guardian Roofing and Pest Control. As your local <laughs> – I've got the whole spiel set up. As your local <laughs> residential <laughs> roofing and pest con- control contractor, we've got you covered from rooftop to crawl space. And I just want to thank, um, thank them as our sponsors. I work for Guardian. I work with some amazing people. Um, and I just want to thank them for uh, sponsoring this podcast. Um, If you're interested in sponsoring a podcast and um, promoting the professional growth of women in male-dominated industries or female entrepreneurs, please reach out to me at morgan at womencanproject.com. And that's all we have for today. If you've enjoyed uh, this podcast, please let me know. Give me a shout out. You can find the Women Can Project on Instagram and Facebook, or you can visit us at womencanproject.com. Um, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and remember that women can.